Good evening, Castastrophe family. It's that time of the week again. We are back with episode three of the Castastrophe podcast. As always, I'm your boy, JV. We also got with me, Saul Aceman Flores. That's me. How you doing? How you doing? And of course, we had Adrian Overload Vasquez. No relation. What it do? Overload here. And of course, we got Leo, the Nardog Aceves. You didn't say it so nice. You, that introduction. <laughs> uh-huh. so, the reason I say no relation on Adrian is some people asked if we're related. No, we do share the same last name, but no relation. Uh, if you can't tell, that fool is ugly. And I'm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just a little darker, all right? Adrian, a lot darker, you know, a lot darker. Zone, Look, Jonathan was nice God left him in love in a little longer. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we love him anyway. No, but as always, uh, we are back to yeah for another episode, episode three now, guys, of uh, the Castastrophe podcast. Where we got it rolling, you know, it's becoming a weekly thing, you know, depending on the feedback, we might even transition to uh, a little bit longer. I mean, a little bit more often, a little bit more frequently. We'll just kind of gauge the, the feedback and go from there. But we are back to deliver some more content. This week's content, a little bit different. We're going to take it in a different direction. It's going to be movies. So last week we did video games. Um, now we're going to do cinema. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to go around the room and we're going to talk about our five top five movies. And uh, it can be for whatever reason, guys. You you defend it, your movie. If somebody else wants to take a jab at your pick, that's all faring faring in in love and war. Uh, in this case, it's the war of of taste, right? Of cinematic taste. So, who wants to go first? I think we'll go with. You guys want me to take the first jab, or? Yeah, go yeah, for it. Go for it. I say go for it. These are in no particular order, but I will say that this first one is probably. I guess this one would probably be at the bottom. The other four kind of are, are give and take, but I would have to start off with. Steve Jobs, and I think it's more so because of the actor, the leading actor, Michael Fassbender. I'm not talking about the Ashton, Kut- Ashton Kutcher one. That was okay, not yeah. very good. It wasn't bad, but I don't think uh, Ashton did a great job of really selling that he was playing Steve Jobs. It was more so Ashton Kutcher playing Steve Jobs. Does that make sense? You know, I think it kind of goes with him kind of having that the whole Michael Kelso thing, you know, from that 70s show. It kind of stayed with him, and it's kind of hard to separate him from that. So. That's the reason I, I didn't enjoy that one quite as much, but the Steve Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender was great. I think Michael Fassbender is probably top three for me as far as actors go. And he did an amazing job. They're really selling himself as a young Steve Jobs, right? He, you do see him kind of get a little, grow a little bit older towards the end, but the majority is him really building his, his rapport within, uh, within uh, Apple, right? Um, I don't know if you guys have seen either one of them, but Ashton Kutcher's version is more so where he meets Wozniak, right? Uh, Steve Jobs meets Steve Wozniak. They, he he shows them the early you know CPU, and then they kind of grow right, and they still see him kind of leave Apple, etc. But the one with Michael Fassbender is more so like they kick it off with the Apple II, I believe is the first release that they're doing. They've already released the no no no, they're going from the Apple II to I don't remember what the next computer was, but oh the Macintosh. Everybody remember the Macintosh? Yeah, yeah. very early Macintoshes. So it was really cool to see that because they, they, they show you that he's preparing. It kind of shows how intense, like he really captures how intense you would think Steve Jobs would be in, in those moments, right? You're about to release the company's new, new line of computers in, a, in an era where everybody's competing to be the, the top dog and it's dominated by places like IBM uh, and Dell. And, uh, you know, you're really pretty much you're, you're challenging the status quo. So it was really cool. He captured the intensity. I don't know if you guys have seen him in any other movies. Like uh, he's most famously known as Young Magneto, you know? Yeah. 
and yeah, first right. class and days of futures past apocalypse and then he's also in inglorious bastards another movie that na- narrowly missed the cut for me as far as top five goes but he's just whatever role he plays he can turn the intensity up at a moment's notice but he can also mm-hmm. be calm and really sell you on man i would like to you know you're almost empathetic with him in his in, in the down moments because there's some moments within the yes. movie where he's a little bit not as intense you know he's not the steve jobs that's barking orders he's more so like mm-hmm. you know i'm weak I'm, there's yeah. moments of weakness and you see all of it and it's just really great and he has a really good scene where he goes off on the um i can't remember what his name is but he was the ceo of pepsi before he went to be the ceo of apple and he was the ceo when they actually fired steve jobs and so you know he kind of has a redemption story at the end they meet up and he has this speech where he kind of like he just he doesn't roast them right but imagine like uh the most professional roast like the most professionally professional setting roast yeah um he calls them pepsi generation you know things like that <laughs> and uh overall man when he said that particular scene just really you're just like damn steve jobs is a badass but you know it's michael fassbender doing all the work in this case and so yeah i enjoy watching that movie sometimes i'll just go back and watch that particular scene over and over it's, it's kind of motivating i'll have to send that to you and maybe post it for the people if they want to if they haven't seen the movie but it's kind of motivational to because he has that huge, you know, downfall where he gets fired and this is his redemption story at the end. And it's just kind of like, and we all know what happens after that, right? Apple becomes a trillion dollar company yeah. in the long run. So pretty cool. That was, that was my first pick. That's, Anybody that's, watch that's, that by the way? A, that's a solid I, pick. Yeah, yeah, I've, seen that. I've seen it one time, literally one time. One time? Yeah, I think I've yeah. seen it once. Yeah. 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 Don't get it. You mentioning like Michael Fassbender though, that's pretty amazing because he, he is really mostly known for like, x-men as far as like the casual like fan goes because he's a tremendous actor even in those like i'm not the biggest fan of the x-men movies but in those like he does dial it all the way up like he makes movies that shouldn't be great yeah and he lost he lost the oscar that was the year leonardo dicaprio finally won his oscar for um the revenant yeah Um, that, that year he went up against, yeah he went up against that was probably yeah i mean if you're i don't know what you, i didn't hear exactly what you said but that definitely probably was not his most oscar worthy movie it was good but um yeah. if he was gonna win it he probably should have won it for a different movie yeah but uh i feel like uh michael fassbender should have won the oscar that year um i think they were just trying to give one to leo because he'd been <laughs> screwed over so many times you know yeah. not leo or leo you know, the camera. i see I, i'm looking at him <laughs> Um, but yeah, you guys should check it out. It's Steve Jobs, not the Ashton Kutcher film, but the Michael Fassbender film. Definitely a good one um, for the quarantine if people are wondering what to watch next. Well, so I think it's your turn. So what's first on your list? I was talking to Adrian. It was really hard to actually go back and actually list a top five because I love movies. But I came up to my top five. So starting with number five is one of the most uh, near and dear movies to my heart. And that is The Lion King. The, the Disney animated The Lion King. Reasons why, one, is my favorite movie. Um, but I think, I think the, the reason why I, I, I like it so much is because I have fond memories of watching it with my, my dad. My dad would tell me I could watch the movie like six times in a day. And he'd just be over it. And, and I'd be there just singing to all the songs. And I still do. When the live action one came out, I went to watch it. And when Mufasa died, I knew that he was going to die. And I still cried. Like, like it get it still gets me to this day. Like, when little Simba comes and is like, "Wake up, Dad! Wake up! It's time to go!" Like that. It's just tears, tears every, every time. 
I don't think you're the only one, Ace. No. I think everybody knows he's going to die and still cries, you know? <laughs> I was debating whether to put it. I mean, I knew where to put it. I, I knew Lankin was going to be in my top five. I just don't know where to put it. But for me, I think that was my, my fifth one because the other ones like, that are coming up, up next, I have they're a little they're better. But for me, I just like them better. But for me, the, the, the Lion King, and I know there's a big debate out there of uh, was the, the live action good. For me, it was good be, because I am a Lion King homer. So, you know, and, you know, it, it, and I get the arguments that it, pre, it was pretty much a live action of the animated one. Like, it was pretty much the same, like, like cookie cutter. Like shot for but, shot. Like I shot mean, for shot. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, there, there was a couple of things here that were new, but. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I mean, it was, would you was, call that movie live action though? Because there was well, like one, a real. Well, shot. I mean, I'm I mean like I mean I mean like it's it's not live action because I don't think you can like train lions that well. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know, man. You saw that lion, that Tiger King shit. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think in Tiger King he was um um doing, uh, 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 shady stuff, man, shady stuff. <laughs> but no, but like, I mean, it, it's it's live. It's the most live action you can get with animals, you know, or CGI live action, if you will. But yeah, so that's number. That's my what number did, five. What did you think about the cast of the live action? Oh, I thought it was great. I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, I thought. Yeah, like, I thought. I, I mean, for me, like I love Childish Gambino. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that he was going to be in the movie, I was like, oh, I'm I'm a hundred percent down. Like he's Donald Donald Glover. Like he's he's I think he's amazing. He's an amazing actor slash rapper slash comedian. Like he's he's. He's all around, like he's great. He also only knew about that like the week before it came out, but Def he was down as soon. As Def <laughs> definitely, I heard the I heard the soundtrack. Um, I heard the soundtrack, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, how did I not know about this? Have I been living under a rock? Or like, this Donald Glover guy sounds a lot like Charles Gambino. <laughs> oh, yeah. definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> that was Leo. <laughs> I I liked I liked the cast. I liked um, what's his name? Uh, Zazu. Uh, the guy from from HBO, um, the yeah. uh, last last week tonight, uh, John yeah. Oliver, like I, I think he did a great Zazu, um, and you know Beyonce, she just excels at whatever she does. Um, she did not excel in that movie, man. She was sleepwalking no, I, through that. That was a paycheck <laughs> yeah, for her. Yeah, yeah that's true. She was not there. I kind of felt like she wasn't there for that movie, but she was just reading lines, dude. But like, man, was, that that I mean. I like she didn't have a lot of lines, but yeah, like it, it felt forced to yeah. me. Like her, her, her character felt forced, but I mean, she killed it in the music. You know, I'm all right with oh, that. Like oh, yeah. to me, like a lot of, uh, like I like the music mm -hmm. in movies, so that 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 does a lot for. Yeah. And myself. I'm I'm so glad that they brought uh, James Earl Jones back to to do um, Mufasa because I mean, you can't get any other deep voice like that anywhere. I don't think. Like, because his stuff is, is good. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you, uh, Adrian? What's your, what's your, what's your um, top five and your fifth? Mine are based on just, uh, like, growing up. Like, mine are a lot of casual movies that I can rewatch and be like, you know what? All right, I love this movie. Let's just rewatch it. And I love rewatching them. Like, they're, they're great. Um, number five for me is Tenacious D um the pick of destiny like you guys know me 
Like, I love playing guitar. And th this is the main reason why I picked up a guitar. Like, I still remember watching this movie and being like, you know what? They're playing rock and roll with, you know, with the, an acoustic guitar. And you can do so much. And uh, they were the main reason why I started playing. And uh, luckily, like, I got to see them this year for my birthday. Shout out to Alonzo, one of our really good friends. But he ended up getting us, uh, getting me tickets for my birthday, and they they put on the show, man. Like it was, it was great. Like they're they're fantastic. Jack Black has an amazing voice, um, and then Kyle Gass is an amazing uh, guitarist. Like that dude is super good. Like he's great, fantastic. So that's number five. Is the, is the movie all about the band, and it's just kind of like a plot around it? Around uh, yeah, it's it's about the. Um, are they playing themselves like it? I mean, we don't got time to go through all the whole movie, but like, um, are they playing themselves or is it? Yeah, they're the playing cast that they happen to be the cast. They're, they're playing themselves. Uh, yeah. it's just about finding the pick of destiny and yeah. uh, being able to, I guess, rock out as much as possible. And, um, but yeah, it's not like they're like story, story, but it's still, it's a great movie. The soundtrack is great. And yeah, so yeah, nice. Who? Leo? Um, so, again, for me, like, most of these movies have a lot to do with, like, who I am. I would say I'm more of, like, a casual moviegoer. I will definitely sit down and critique, and JV knows damn well we'll, like, go into it about movies. Um, but, I mean, most of these were just me growing up. Um, so, I guess for me, number five, no particular order, is going to be The Mask. Um, because first off, like, 90s Jim Carrey was peak Jim Carrey. That's the greatest. To me, that's, he's still, like, one of the greatest comedians on screen, like, ever. Um, and recently with his, like, Sonic performance, that just, like, solidified that for me. Like, he's, he's got it, man. Like, he's great. Um, the Mask was really, like, one of the first movies I remember watching over and over and over again because I just couldn't get over how how great it was, how funny he was, and how, like much he seemed to be really enjoying what he was doing like that he's being who he is who he is in like most of the movies and I wouldn't necessarily say he was like typecast but he was just so perfect for these goofy roles and stuff like that so I guess almost typecast um the biggest thing for me was every time I would go to Mexico to visit one of my aunts um as soon as I walked in the door she grabbed the VHS of the mask and she was like, get us la mascara. And I'm like, yes, like put that movie on. Like she had that thing ready for me. I would watch the mask. Like I'm pretty sure I'll rewatch that movie over and over again, mostly in Mexico than I did here, you know, cause just, cause I would just go to her house and she'd just have it ready for me. It was awesome. Sit there with my tortilla and butter in my hand. Watch the mask. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it in English or in Spanish? And if it was, Spanish, it was in was, English. She had okay. English. Okay, because I'm, I'm about to say, like, how was that Spanish dub if it wasn't Spanish? I, I, mean, I watched it in Spanish, too. It was good in Spanish, but mostly watched it in English. What is yeah. your What is your favorite scene from The Mask? My favorite scene? It's the park scene, man, when he dances. <laughs> is that where he's, like, dancing? Cuban the, Pete. Yeah, that shit's Cuban amazing. Pete. There we go. Probably my favorite one. Like, uh, that's my favorite scene, man. Um, yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my number five. So Nice. 
So that that does it for everybody's number five. We'll move on to the to the next part of the list. Um, Leo, that's a that's actually a movie that I watched a lot when I was younger. But I think I watched the I don't know if it was the first or the second one. It was the one with the with John, Dan Marino in it. That's the only that's the only thing I remember. I watched that so many times because it was on TV all the time. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Wait, you said the mask. You know what I've been thinking this whole time? Ace Ventura, dog. I'm so oh, lost. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Ace, all right. Well, okay. Okay. Where if if you guys watch, I mean, watch. Is that why your like, name is Ace. When you when you no when you when you when, <laughs> when all right uh, when you finish the podcast, stay a little bit longer, and we'll, and we'll have our honorable mentions, and I think you'll you'll be surprised by a couple of them that that are there. Uh, With, uh, uh, yeah, JV, you're the you're you're number four. Okay. So they're both Jim Carrey, so everybody can understand why um I got so confused. Anyway, my number four. Um, <laughs> In this list, these the rest of these are pretty close, but number four would have to be Shawshank Redemption. Um, a little bit older movie. Um, it's got a really great plot. I like any movie where there's somebody in a situation that they should not be in and they have to get themselves out of it, right? I don't want to give the movie away, even though there's no spoilers at this point. This movie is well over, what, close to 30 years old, if not more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywhere where you have the protagonist in a situation that he's not supposed to be in, and he uses his everyday, you know, skills to ultimately find his way out of the predicament that he's in is really great. Um, he's a very gracious uh, character. Um, doesn't let him get him down. And it, it's funny because all the way to the end, you think you think you kind of know what's going to happen. And it just it surprises you at every corner. But um, I just really like movies that there's several different scenes that are kind of stories within the story. So they're very you can you can uh they're they're quotable um but also you can you know you can watch a small clip of it and it's almost like a movie within a movie because there's just so many instances where he kind of gets one over on the bad guys if you will um it's funny because this is a a very common occurrence in movies but it's one of those where the people that are supposed to be the good guys are actually the bad guys and then the actual bad guy um is able to overcome the quote-unquote good guys right um, but it's really good. It, it's I guess you would call it an action movie, but it's kind of drama. But it's kind of like a thriller because at the very end you're just kind of like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, it's 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 suspenseful all the way through. Um, but it really kind of it takes you along the protagonist story, and you you become very close. Like you you can you empathize for him because you're like you would hate to have to be in that situation, and so you empathize for it because the whole time you know that that he's not guilty, right? He's not he's not guilty of what he's being accused of. And when he finally finds redemption, it's 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 great story and the actors are, are great. Um um what is uh his name? I can't think of his name right now. Um but Morgan Freeman is in this movie and you know this is, this is one of his earlier movies and when people always talk about his narrator voice, you know, the voice of God, right? The way he narrates stuff. Mm-hmm. He narrates this movie, so it has that kind of uh it has that um I don't know what you would call it, but it has that theme to it, right? Where you have narration in the middle of the movie. So that's kind of cool too. Cause you're, you're, you know, you're watching it through the eyes of somebody who's not even the protagonist. You're kind of watching it in third person. You have somebody watching it with you in third person, as opposed to just following the protagonist the entire time. It's pretty cool the way that they, they, they filmed it. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched that one, man, you got to watch it. That movie's old. Yeah, it's like been, everybody it's, should have watched it at this point. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since I watched that one, but yeah, it is it is a very good one. It is yeah, yeah that's a, that's a solid four. Oh yeah, for sure. And I don't want to give away the plot. I would talk about some of the stuff that happens, but for anybody who hasn't watched it, you're better off watching it. And if you have watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're better off. 
unless you like books but i can't i can't force myself to read that book uh, like I'm i didn't know it was a book just watch the movie yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> leo, leo, leo you can do a solo pod about books i don't read books audio books oh, man i, I listen to audio hey, books hey audio books are the best man audio books are, are great i if you look at my audible i have like 20 books in there at least and they're they're you're good Audiobooks. I think I had Audible for like a trial and then I canceled it because I didn't download anything. <laughs> yeah, because I, I forgot you had to actually buy the books. You were yeah. you were paying for the service and you had to buy the books. Like, what the hell? Yeah, Leo thought it was like... I thought it was like a subscription. I thought, I thought like, it was Spotify for books. books that you can listen to. Yeah. <laughs> it was like streaming. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Speaking of Spotify, guys, if you don't already follow us, we are now on Anchor. Um, are we on Spotify? So um let me where does it publish us to we're on anchor at the very least right now so if uh, uh if you want to listen to this in audio only uh just download the anchor app and look for Castastrophe podcast that's c-a-s-t-t-r-a-p-a i probably misspell that it's cast that catastrophe with an s in there Castastrophe. <laughs> uh, of course we are on youtube as well if you want to do the video version make sure to follow us on youtube just search Castastrophe podcast and you'll find us right on there yeah. but uh, or if you don't want to see us just don't look at the screen just, yeah, just, <laughs> we'll move on to Saul's number four. What's what's next on your list? Yeah, so for nine, my number four, it's a little bit of a of a out there movie, but it's um Ready Player One. That's in my top five as my number four. And just the reason I, I like that movie is just it's so it's like a it's like it's so much chaos, but streamlined. It's weird. It's great. Like I I. One of one my one reason I love it is because it's my favorite director, uh, Steven Spielberg. He he's 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 the one who to direct Ready Player One. And the second reason I think the most important reason why I like it is because the book was really good. I read the book. Well, listen, I listened to the book and I read the book and now listen to it talking about Audible. And um, when I read the book and listened to the book, I saw the movie come out and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a great movie. And you know, you how you there's that thing where not every movie is like as good as the book but this is one of the few movies that came super close to the actual book and that's why i appreciated it because they did it like of course there's some so there's a couple here or there plot lines that change but for the most part it's the same um of course they you can't fit a whole book into a movie because there's not much time and if you're if if you guys have read the book or any book for that matter um, there's so much stuff in the book. The book is so dense that you can't get all the intricate little details in the movie, right? But Steven Spielberg did a great job of extracting the main plot line and putting it in the movie and not changing with it. So that's my number four. And I just, I enjoy watching that movie. Another reason I, I, I enjoy watching the movie every every time that I need to like do laundry or something, <laughs> I, I put it up <laughs> and it, it's it's a great this is a great movie to have fun with it and just to appreciate for what it is. Like it's not going to win any awards anytime soon, but I just, it's just a mash of a whole bunch of stuff and it works. And well, what, how, what yeah. was the name of it again? I, I, ready? Uh, ready, ready player one. Ready player one. For some reason I thought ready player four. See, I, I might be a little dyslexic <laughs> because we said it's your number four movie. Yeah, that's why I thought Ready Player Four. <laughs> uh, I'm writing this down, guys, because as we go through, if I haven't watched it, I want to make sure I get the chance to check it out. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's Ready Player One. It came out when was it like 2018? 20, 20, I think it was 2018. Yeah, it was yeah. a good movie. Uh, 
I, I loved it. I've yet to see I, that one. I definitely yeah. enjoyed it. So far, this one and yeah. Tenacious Gear are the only ones I haven't watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so Ready Player One is, is great. I mean, I know that it is not on everybody's <laughs> top five, uh, if you will, um, but it is, it is, it is, a, it is, it's a good one for me at least. But yeah, um, that's, that, that's my number four in this, in this top five. Nice. All right. Number four. Number four. Uh, <laughs> I remember watching this movie for the first time, and I want to say it was with you, Ace. This was back in when we were in college. Uh, and we watched this movie. I, I want to say that you introduced me to uh, Quentin Tarantino. Um, so my 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 number four is is uh, Pulp Fiction. Uh, I remember watching this movie and just being. I I am really distracted. I get really distracted really easily. Um, my friends oh, tell me all God, the time. Yes. Uh, you know, like I'm watching TV. I'm doing something. I'm always on my phone or or trying to do something. You know, but this movie had me. I, most of his movies that I've seen that he's done, like he's like they keep me on edge and they keep me like aware of what's going on. Um, but yeah, Pulp Fiction with uh, Samuel Jackson. Who else is in it? John Travolta. John Travolta. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh man, I'm I'm, I'm like uh, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Great movies. So that's number. That's number that's four. Fine. That's fine. That's fine. All right, Leo. Yeah. Um, kind of staying in line with that whole Quentin Tarantino thing. I mean, I love I love Pulp Fiction. It's like definitely my honorable mention. Like, it's the first movie I saw that made me just fall in love with Quentin Tarantino. I think that's the case for like a lot of people actually. But um, mine is Django, my number four. Uh, just yeah, dude, that that movie. I don't know what it was about that. It's most of my roomie, most of my movies that I have on this list are going to be just because of pure rewatchability. Like I could. You see that down to the, from the performances to um, to just like the script and just how funny it was and how like he said like it's intense and it keeps you focused the whole time like he's just looking over, what's going to happen next how's he going to pop the ball huh? yeah the, the over the top gore oh yeah like it's just it's just exciting man because that's what we grow to like expect from him but somehow he he keeps it fresh you know mm-hmm. um, the fact that and also just the best performance to me of all time still like especially in that one that one the dinner room scene or the dining room scene with uh yeah. with leo man like he this man cut his hand and he just kept rolling he did not break yeah. character and, and it worked it worked perfectly for that scene it's just that uh, that's if anyone got snubbed it was that year <laughs> like leo got snubbed for that fucking oscar there um she's got a supporting actor for something for I'd that. I'm curious to see who he lost to that year because, hey man, you never know. I, I feel uh, like he got snubbed. I, I feel like the year he oh. definitely got snubbed was Wolf of Wall Street year, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, Django is a really good movie. That That's the movie. I mean, uh, it's not in my top five, but it's definitely one of the one of the, one of of the the movies I enjoy watching. Um, if I just want pure entertainment, right? I want nonstop action. And like you've got the gore, you've got the cussing, all that stuff combined into you know, and combined into less than two hours. So it's pretty yeah. cool. I I think what I appreciate about Quentin Tarantino is that his movies are are gore and are bloody, but that's not the main focus of the movie. Uh-uh. The, the the writing is is great. Like the the script writing of the movie and the flow is good because some movies are just gore, like and and it's it's just like 
shooting and cutting people's head off and cutting their throats and that's that that's the that's the movie your standard like studio action movie yeah yeah (laughs) for for, yeah and quentin tarantino like he uses that as like a side you know it's not the main thing in the movie and that's what i appreciate about him is that yes movies are gory but the storytelling is great and the acting is great so but yeah yeah so i i agree with i mean i mean both of your both of you have to couldn't Tarantino movies in your top five, so that's that's good. I think like the best thing about him is that he has these, you know, S tier actors, but he seems to be able to get more out of them. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. ridiculous. But moving on to JD's number three. My number three is gonna be um, Goodwill Hunting. I don't know if you guys have actually oh, seen yeah. that movie. So yeah, this I've is very it. slow paced, yeah. right? It's not anything that's gonna pop out, you know, you know, jump out at you. Um, there's not like this huge, I would love to tell you that there's this huge scene where you're just like, my goodness, you should have seen the, the CGI or the, 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 the pyrotech, pyrotechnics or, you know, there's this huge speech that happens. There are, you know, those moments that are quotable and those scenes that you're, that are going to be memorable, but overall it's, it's more of a, it's more of a, a theme-based movie mm-hmm. following the character you know a little bit about their background and you kind of discover a little bit more about their background as the, as the movie progresses. And it kind of, it kind of, it kind of uh, introduces you to why maybe this person is the way they are. So imagine that the character, right? The protagonist is, is, you know, they have a behavior that is, you know, special that makes them special. Right. And you wonder how did they get to this point? Well, that's the movie, right? You, you, you're following them in their current life. But little pieces get revealed through the story where you're like, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so you get to know the character a little bit more and more. And it kind of makes you, um, and I've used this word already before, but it makes you kind of empathize because it puts you in their shoes for a moment. And you're just like, okay, it all makes sense. And I think I would probably be the exact same way if I were in their situation. And so when, whenever a movie creates empathy, I tend to really like it because it allows me to, to, to play the role in my head, right? And it brings out emotion. And so what I like about that is that when emotion comes out, usually you're, 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 you leave that, that, that the theater or you leave the, that movie experience thinking, damn, that was good. Because if you can touch somebody's emotion, then they're naturally going to be more invested in the movie. And that really does it for me. And this movie has a lot of that. You know, from the beginning, you're kind of like, yeah, he's, he, you know, he's a cool guy. You wish you, you wish you were able to do the things he's able to do. And then as it progresses, you're like, oh, maybe his life's not so great. And then at the end, you're like, damn. I really feel for this guy and I want him to win, you know? So it's got a lot of that. Again, I don't want to reveal the entire plot, but it is Matt Damon. It's one of Matt Damon and uh, Ben Affleck's first three movies that they co-star in. Uh, obviously, Matt Damon is the lead role and Ben Affleck's more of a supporting actor. Um, but Robin Williams is also a supporting actor in here and he does a phenomenal job being kind of the mentor type to Matt Damon's character. They're complete strangers that meet through consequence. And... Um, yeah, you discover a little bit more about both about you discover a little bit about both of them, and you're just like, man, that's that that that's really good. They needed each other, right? They they were meant mm-hmm. to meet, and you know, a great story came out of it. So if you mm-hmm. haven't watched it, like I said, it's not fast paced, it's not a crazy plot, but it's very emotionally driven. So if you if you're if you're down for a drama, I would highly recommend Go Hunt. And I think that's my only drama really that I have in here. No, there's a couple, but this one's a really good drama. Probably one of the top dramas of all time. If you were to ask a movie critic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good one. And all that, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good one. My third movie in the top three is Rogue One. 
uh, Star Wars story. I think that's the full title. And the reason why I like Rogue One, one, it's it's my favorite Star Wars film out of everything. But I watched it. I watched it when it came out, and I'm like, okay, it was pretty good. I rewatched it again, like a couple, like a couple of days, like a couple of days after, and I loved the storytelling, and just the way it was shot, like the 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 cinematography in the in the in the movie is for me is really good. Um, but yeah, that and the acting is pretty good, right? But that is my three. I, I didn't watch like all the, you know the original trilogy or I watched I watched those movies way out of order and it's whatever, right? I know why I know why people like them and that's great. Uh, I never really got into watching all of them or watching the progression or knowing the entire background. But that was really cool. I mean, I mean, I was invited to watch Rogue One. It's not like I planned to go watch Rogue One. It was like, hey, you want to go watch this movie? And I'm better to do so to go watch Rogue One. And I think that's why I enjoyed it. Because even though I did know some Star Wars background, you know, it didn't matter because I knew the little bit, you know, about, you know, like that star and stuff. So this movie was able to kind of stand alone and yeah. not have watched the prequels. You could not have watched you know episode six even somebody tells you you know just a little preface and you'd still enjoy mm-hmm. the movie i think the the funniest thing i heard in the movie theater after watching is like what is is your is there, is there like after credit scene i'm like yeah it's called star wars like episode three i think or four yeah four i think it takes off after that right it goes it's like, yeah right after yeah, yeah. i said six yeah. but it's four yeah, yeah it's four so because uh or three it is, yeah, it's four. It's, I think it, yeah, it's four. Yeah, four, five, six. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, it's four. four. <laughs> yeah. It's it's so. I mean, every time I talk about Star Wars, it's so weird, man. It's because like you know, you got the original three, and then the over three, which is one, two, three, and then four. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's you're hurting three. me right that's now. What happens, that's what happens. That's what happens when you try. Uh, that's what happens. So, Leo, why why do you why Leo why why do you hate Rogue One, Leo? I don't hate Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just it's like yeah, it's my favorite. Star Wars movie ever, and I get that's you know if you want to, that's fine. It's just oh man, I think it's like probably out of the new ones that came out, it's probably like this my second favorite. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a solid movie. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and like I said, just to reiterate a little bit. Yeah, I think the reason why I love that movie is just the way it was shot, like the the cinematography in the movie. It's 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 it has a little bit of the Star Wars cinematography, but it's yeah, like what like JB was saying, like it is a very much standalone-ish the way it was shot is it's just intriguing shots and cinematography and as the a thing is, is it I, doesn't I love follow it. it doesn't follow what you're used to when you're thinking star wars right it's not following mm-hmm. a jedi you know mm-hmm. things like that so i think that's what makes it uh not relatable because no one else can relate to a world that is star wars right but more relatable in the sense that if this were happening now we would be one of the protagonists, right? We'd, we'd like yeah, they're ourselves. normal people. Yeah, they're yeah. normal people. So yeah. that's what makes we, it a little be, bit easier. We'd to be more, more affiliated related. with the Rogue One cast than with than uh, with the normal Star Wars cast. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's why that's why that like last Vader scene just was just so great because the whole time we're watching it from the perspective of just regular people on the ground, and then what what a Sith Lord or a Jedi is to them, like they're mm-hmm. invincible pretty much still. So. Mm-hmm. so it's just. That's why it was just so great. For all you non-nerds, a Sith Lord is the bad guys, and then Jedi is the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Leo's going to start talking about the midichlorians, or what are they called? 
Midichlorians. That's not, that's not talk about that. All right, Adrian. <laughs> yeah, let's go. not talk about that. I got number three because we're, we're picking all, all right, Adrian, the, number uh, three. over here bumping me with his shoulders. So. <laughs> uh, number three. Uh, I can watch this all the time. I love this movie, Space Jam. Um, Michael really? Jordan. Yeah, Space Jam. Okay, 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 yeah, okay, okay. Uh, I love playing basketball, like, it's something that I enjoy, and watching this movie, like, I I loved it. I remember watching it when I was little. I I had the little Sean Bradley uh, Monstar, the the blue one, one. the the little doofus-looking one. Yeah, Yeah. I, I, I had a plush. And I would carry it around with me. I was hoping to try to find it today and uh, bring it for the podcast so that you guys can see, but I couldn't find it. But that movie, I would watch it all the time. And um, soundtrack was great on it. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. I remember watching it. I still watch it now. Like, it's on Netflix. Go ahead and watch it. Like, Michael Jordan's acting isn't all that great. But, it's actually not that bad, though. Like, it's uh, not. Yeah, oh, it's, no. not, it's not bad. Better than uh, Shaq's. <laughs> Kevin by a, dude, by a long mile. Yes. Or what is it? Kevin Durant has one. Um, but yeah, uh, great actors in it. Bill Murray. I think that he's a great actor. Uh, he's in it. Uh, who else is in it? Um, I mean, they had a lot of good people in there. So. These kids. Bugs. Bugs. All right. <laughs> right. How right. do you, how do you feel about the, the sequel? Yeah, that's what the that, that that's just, what I. Uh, they just announced it. Yeah. Uh, it's been announced for a while, but, but the they just, just they, they, yeah they dropped the title for it. Um, Don't pass any judgment. There's not going to be another Michael Jordan. Yes, LeBron is. Hopefully, yeah. it's not another Space Jam because if it is just another Space Jam, that's lame, right? Hopefully, it's different because LeBron it called, is like, a different person. New legacy, new legacy, um, yeah, legacy. So. I mean, Space Jam, I think, is a really good choice just because it's it's pretty iconic. If we think about the Jordan brand, who he was, you know, first athlete to become a billionaire, he now owns a basketball team. Um, it just speaks to the global impact. Um, hit, the documentary just came out called The Last Dance, and it's, you know, on its last part comes out this Sunday. Um, but they talk a little bit about just the international impact he had. They used to play this tournament in France uh, against some of the European teams, and everybody knew who Michael Jordan was. And to this day, you know, I wear Jordans. I know Adrian wears some Jordans. Um, I don't know if you guys also have some Jordans. I'm sure we've all probably owned a pair of Jordans at one point. But that just speaks to how strong his brand was. So I think Space Jam is, is great in that sense that, you know, a, a, a person was so influential that they were able to step into Hollywood pretty much just through will, right? He was, I don't know if he was asked to do it. I've never bothered to look that up. He probably was asked to do a movie, right? But it's crazy just how strong his brand was. Where they're like, hey, you know what? You can just step right into a lead role in a Hollywood movie. And so that's I think cool. it's just one of the most, like, iconic movies of our our generation at least too because everyone saw that growing up you know like and we had never seen the looney tunes interact with the human before so oh uh, yeah cool. yeah that was a big and one. that yeah. that movie like i liked basketball before but after that movie i'm like i want to play basketball like forever like that's just you yeah, want to you want to shoot free throws in the night sky like you want to shoot free throws in the night sky like mj Cool. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but talk, talking that, about that's, his that's brand. The quote, that's the quote that you say, Adrian. But dad. Yeah. <laughs> but dad. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of cool I love the movie. Yeah. The movie's great. I can't wait for the new one. I can't wait for the new one to come. I hope it's good. Don't be a LeBron hater. I'm not saying you are, but don't be like the LeBron I'm hater. I'm not. I, don't, I hope it's I, good. I still think um, he's great. Leo, number three. 
right, number oh, three. Go ahead. No. Um, so my number three, uh, again, rewatchability, man. Tropic Thunder. Like I can watch that movie from yeah. beginning to end, like all day, every day. Like it, it just, as far as like recent movies go, for comedy, like Tropic Thunder takes a cake for me. There's um, from like Ben Stiller's probably his best performance in a really long time. Um, and, and then you got RDJ, um, like fresh off of Iron Man on there doing, you know, playing a guy who's doing blackface. And it's just, it's crazy because like, yeah. what, when was that? Like 2010 when that movie came out? I don't remember yeah. exactly, but, but like, let's say that movie came out now, people would raise hell, <laughs> you know? Um, but like they were able to pull it off and they pulled it off well and it worked. Um, and then the fact you got Tom Cruise in it, all bald and <laughs> dancing and just being ridiculous. And yeah. I didn't know that was Tom Cruise until the end credits. I'm like, who was Tom Cruise? And I'm thinking of all the people that it could have been. I'm like, oh, he was he was gross, Grossman. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. I mean, and you got Jack Black in there. Um, you got you know you got that booty sweat. <laughs> it just that movie is just so funny. Like we talk about it all the time we i'm pretty sure everyone says suck my unit like you know on the daily at some point but <laughs> it's just oh man i could i just love that movie <laughs> well talking about um that that uh that uh blackface stuff um um our rdj he went on the on the joe rogan podcast did you see that and and, and they talked about that exact thing uh-huh. where, where yeah our rdj went on a joe rogan podcast and he's like he's like yeah if we make if we, if we made this movie now to your your, to to your to your saying, you know that people would raise hell, and and because Joe Joe Rogan asked him about that scene, and he's like, "I'm a black man playing playing a white man playing a black man." That that thing, and, and when he, what he says in the movie, no, so they, oh, he says, "I'm, I'm a dude, dude playing dude, dude disguised." disguised oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I'm a dude disguised. Yeah, that that one. See, I, it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen that movie. Anyways, but uh, saw it like last um, week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah so he it, it's an interesting podcast so after you watch his podcast watch the other watch joe, joe rogan's podcast when he talks to rdj and it, it's it's super interesting it's it's it's, it's pretty cool actually yeah. all mm-hmm. right jv here's one number oh, two my turn again all right my number two and this is uh it's gonna be Moneyball. so i'm a huge baseball oh, fan i'm yeah. wearing the cap right now big rangers fan um yeah. just a big baseball fan in general grew up with a family that played baseball throughout their childhood and adulthood. Um, my brother was uh, one of eight brothers, so they pretty much had enough for the squad, right? Uh, they played back in Mexico, brought that team over to the U.S. when they all came over here, played in some tournaments here and won. So they had a lot of success playing baseball. Nobody played pro or anything like that, but definitely played like citywide tournaments and did very well. And so naturally, you know, when, when we were growing up, we were all exposed to baseball because a lot of my uncles still played. A lot of my older cousins were playing. I played at a young age, stopped playing for a while. And then uh, picked it back up actually not too long ago before I, up until I tore my ACL, I couldn't play basketball. So I definitely couldn't play baseball either. Tried doing baseball. That was a little bit more bearable, but eventually I had to have the surgery and didn't do it. But the reason I love Moneyball so much is because it, you enjoy, you're going to definitely enjoy it more if you know the sport of baseball, but I think you can watch it because Brad Pitt does a very good job of kind of making it something that's easily relatable to, or, uh, relatable. Um, and you know he's a he's a general manager of a of a struggle of a, not a struggling baseball team but a baseball team that's on the cusp of getting to like a World Series and winning a championship but they're a very poor team and I don't know how much you guys know about sports but 
essentially most sports have a salary cap, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all are aware of that, right? Most teams have a salary cap, basketball, football, and hockey, the other three major sports, they all have salary caps. So you can't spend more than a certain amount, right? And if you do, you're taxed on it. You got to spend a lot of money and suddenly your players become very expensive. Well, baseball doesn't have that rule. It's no salary cap. You can go ham, right? If you think this player can make it happen for you, you can offer him a billion dollars if you want, and it'd be perfectly fine. You wouldn't get taxed on it. Nobody's going to spend that quite that much, but we do have contracts upwards of 400 million now, right? And contracts for 10, uh, 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 10 years. New York Yankees. <laughs> yeah, so I don't even think the Yankees have the most expensive player. I think right now it's uh, it should be Mike Trout. I think he did ten, nine years, 410 million or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's between, so, and, and the, it's between him and the dude who plays well, for the San Diego. What's his name? Um. Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Yeah, he also yeah. signed a ridiculous um, contract when he signed. And Mike Trout's the best player in, in baseball, right? So it makes sense. But just to kind of show you how in, how huge these contracts are. So his predicament is he's on a very poor team. I mean, it's a major league team. They have millions of dollars, but it's on the very bottom tier. And so he's struggling to try to win with with lesser talent. Um, and he, they bring math into the equation. He hires Jonah Hill, who is like the math whiz in this, in this uh, scenario. And this is all based on a true story, right? So they they, they, they bring in math and they, they make a team of kind of like broken players, right? Kind of like the rejects. <laughs> and they, they, they have success. They make it back to the playoffs. They set a record for the most consecutive wins in a row, all that good stuff. And so you're it, it really gets, again, another movie where you're like, you're right there and you're rooting for him because you want him to be successful because you see that he's fighting that upward, uphill battle. And, you, and when it doesn't happen for him at the end, spoiler, right? It doesn't happen for him at the end. Um, you feel for him and because you just want that success for him. But since it's based on a true story, right, you can't just make up an ending. Unfortunately, in real life, they don't win. Um, but to this day, you know, he's still managing that team. And you almost feel like you know the guy. His name is Billy Bean in real life. Um, he's still the manager for the same athletics, Oakland Athletics. And it, you almost want to root for that team in real life. You know, I'm still a diehard Rangers fan. Never root for the A's. They're in our division. Oh, really? But it's that strong. He does that good a job to get you investing. You're just like, damn it. And then one really good quote that comes out of it is that he says a couple times, but he says it at the end right before, right after they lose. Um, he They're watching an old clip, and he says, how can you not be romantic about baseball? So that kind of summarizes what the passion behind the sport is. They call it America's pastime. So that's, you know, the, the game that's been played the longest in, in the United States um, when you compare it to the other three major sports. And so it really kind of like makes you feel like, hell yeah, baseball is like yeah. the real shit, even though it's popularity has declined, it still has that, 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 that strength behind it, that following that it is America's pastime. And you're just like, mm. you know, can't wait for the season to start again, even though it's the longest damn season in the entire, in oh, all the sports. Real, man. Uh, 182 games, right? Yeah. And it sucks. Cause now we don't have baseball, right. Cause of, uh, because of the pandemic. And so, uh, I'm going to have to uh, probably throw money ball on for the 80th time. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Hey, but hey, to to this day, teams are still using analytics, man. So, I mean, that, yeah, that they, they, it's, it's, a, it's a big push. I mean, I mean, you talk, I mean, n- not to get into the weeds in sports, you know, but with the Golden State Warriors, when they started doing their, the three ball <laughs> analytics, you know, and now the, the, the Houston Rockets, it's a three-pointer or a layup, you know, the, the mid-range game is like non-existent in, in their yeah. system. Exactly, exactly. Because it's it's all about um, when analytics, it's all about opportunity cost, right? Yeah. So it's like I shoot a bunch of twos, but if I shoot threes, even if I shoot them at a, at a lower percentage, the math tells me I'm still going to score more points. So let's build our mm-hmm. entire offense around um, James Harden. And that's why they run isolation. That's just basically oh, yeah. one-on-one guys, right? 
Yeah. Um, and they just say, here you go, James Harden, go make, go make it happen. And <laughs> yeah. they win, but it hasn't proven to win a championship. So that's yeah. a freaking great correlation right there. So between the A's and the Rockets, right? You're great regular seasons and then playoffs coming. It's just like, what happens? But we'll see. And then, and then the, the Spurs come in their prime and just wipe the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but <not> exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so what's oh, your no. number two? All right, so my number two is is a pop culture movie. Um, my number two is Avengers Endgame. That 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 Ooh. is my number two movie, and it's the reason it's my number two movie is because you know I I I I love the whole uh, uh Avengers the the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they created the Russo brothers, um. But the reason I love Endgame, one, it's, well, it's a final movie, but two, but the most important part is I like the way that the movie wrapped. Like, I like the way that it just it ended. It, it didn't leave me wanting more. And because a, a lot of movies, it's, you know, you, you, you watch like a series of movies and like there's like a, like a, oh, we don't know what's going to happen in the end. But this one, you know, we know what happens. If you haven't, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, I mean, I mean, with Tony Stark's death and everything, spoilers. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, then that's kind of your fault because it's been out for a while. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's been out for a whole year. If you haven't watched the movie, you probably weren't going to watch it anyway. For um, real. And and but I I just I again I mean I'm I'm as a photographer my uh, as a photographer I, I enjoy watching beautifully shot movies and that's another movie that's just beautifully shot like um. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just intense. And I like, for real. And (laughs) I, I, I like the way that all the actors came together and the Rooster Brothers were able to manage everybody. Like everybody got their moment, if you will, you know, everybody got their, their, their moment. I mean, of course there's, there's the, there's the main one, the the ones with more moments, like, you know, the Captain America, Iron Man, all that stuff, you know, but for real, but, but I just liked how the Rooster Brothers just ended it and how, dare I say, perfect of a movie it was. Um, not, you know, talking about um, a great music, great, great sound. That movie has great sound. Um, it's, it's just, for me, it's just a great all-around movie that you can see multiple times and still be, like, amazed. And one thing I, for, I forgot here in my notes that I put down is, when I saw the movie, I did not feel I did not feel the three hours because it's like three hours and a half, something like that. And when I was at the movie theater, I did not feel them. Like I was just, no, no. I was, I was focused on the movie, and it was, it was just like great. Like I, I, I did not feel those three hours go by. I'm it just like, happens, wow. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's great. Like it's a great movie all around, and yeah, it's just great. <laughs> yeah, so that that's my number two. It's a uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, it's a, it was really hard for me not to put it in my top five. I told myself, don't put it in the top five because it's, like, <laughs> one of the obvious, you know, really great yeah. movies. Yeah. And that's built on, like, a, it's almost built on a tower of success, right? So it's yeah. kind of hard for it to suck. I mean, it could have easily sucked, right? Oh, no. But it it could have gone soft. It could have gone soft real quick. Yeah, but it just had so much momentum, there. I feel like. It had so much momentum, I feel like it would have mm-hmm. been... <clears throat> As easy as it was for it to have, it could have been for it to have sucked. Um, it also yeah, had a it lot going for it. Yeah, it 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 could have been decent. Like like, it couldn't it couldn't have fallen down to an F. It could have fallen down to like a C. 
yeah at, at exactly. worst at worst yeah. but it's like an a plus plus like the yeah exactly exactly i guess that's, that's what i was trying to say right. like it had a lot going had momentum and everything yeah so no yeah like, i get you i get you yeah you fuck this up and it's like come on like <laughs> yeah. don't fuck it just don't fuck it, up, right? it up. and uh <laughs> yeah, for real so it was really for good real. and and the end scene you know with the final battle that shit that the way that they start it the, the way that they kick it into gear it, it, yeah. again right it brings emotion into it i can then, tell, i can tell you i got the goosebumps you know and i was just dude, like hell yeah the, the, li- the, the line the and i am iron man Ooh, yeah, yeah, it kind of brings it all time. back together. Right? Time. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was perfect, Salah. <laughs> that guy in Oscar, guys. That was that was that was perfect. That was a perfect way to kind of like summarize everything without really, you know, because I think a lot of movies, whenever you end like a trilogy or something, they'll do like flashbacks or something like that. Yeah, and it wasn't. But so much some a, like cheesy lines and. Yeah, yeah, and and granted, that was a line from Iron Man, right, from the first mm-hmm. Iron Man, but it. You knew that, and it was just like three words, right? And it, yeah. it tied into what Thanos said, but yeah, it, and it, it reminded you, hey, that's where we started, you know, even though that wasn't yeah. the very first movie. But that's, that's yeah, where and, we and I, I do think that all the actors were just giving it their all in that movie because I mean, wait, what was in the very first the, movie? Huh? Iron Man, Iron Man was Iron the, one, the first one, yeah. yeah. No, was, there was no, it was Iron Man was first, and then it was Incredible Hulk, yeah, okay, yeah, Iron Man was the first one. Well, I guess chronologically is what I mean, but yeah, you know what you're saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Captain America is chronologically. I get what you're saying. We just yeah. we're, we're just friends with Leo. Hey, Adrian. Don't worry, I got you back. Why? 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 Can you remind me why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No <laughs> man. You're in my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, for the people at home, if you were watching movies in order, it would be uh, it would be Captain America first. That sets the stage for yeah. It's else. it's Captain America and then Iron Man first one, right? Is that how it goes? No or... order release, man. That's what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's the way they wanted us to watch the movies, so you watch them. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But no, yeah. So right. that that was my number two, uh, Avengers Endgame. All right, my number two. Um, it, it's probably one of my favorite movies, and I rewatch this probably every four five months. I hope it's your favorite um, movie. It's one of them. <laughs> number two is uh, Pokemon, the first movie. You guys oh, know shit. I love I love <laughs> Pokemon. Um, I love Pokemon. I love uh, everything about them. I grew up playing Pokemon. Uh, JV and I had the Pokemon channel, but this movie, it 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 just ties everything together like it starts off when ash gets pikachu and their relationship and they go off and if you guys haven't seen the movie it was based in 1990 so you guys pretty much got had already got to see it but it's a great movie it the the end is fantastic it's probably one of the first movies that made me cry um because it builds on the relationship of ash and pikachu and how uh, Pikachu hated Ash. Uh, you know, he didn't like anything that Ash did until Ash pretty much was like, you know what, even though you hate me, I'm gonna give it my all and I'm gonna make you my friend and I'm gonna love you. And that's pretty much the whole basis of the story, right? Are you talking about Pokemon, the first movie, the one that came out in theaters? Or are you talking about- Am I, the- am I talking about I Choose You? Oh, okay, okay. You're talking about I Choose You. are talking about I Choose You, yeah. You said oh. Pokemon the first movie. <laughs> I was confused for Pokemon a second. Pokemon the first movie when they go to the to the tournament. 
what are you talking about? <laughs> the, the one with Mewtwo. See, bro, okay. he was talking to me yeah, about it you just, you just, I'm, so I'm you, just you just told the story of Pokemon of Pikachu. Pokemon and I choose you is great too. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but that's that, that's not the same thing. Anyway, <laughs> you're Pokemon, so Pokemon the movie, they they go off the at the end. It's pretty much they 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 fight Mewtwo, and um they pretty much get in this epic battle, and Ash pretty much becomes what it becomes concrete. <laughs> Yeah, it turns, yeah, it turns to a right. statue. Yeah, it turns to a statue. It's a stone, man. Yeah. And it's my the, boy Pikachu cries over him. It's the classic story of the oppressed, the oppressed trying to overthrow the oppressors. There we go. And kind of putting everybody into the same bucket, right? And Mewtwo's the oppressed. He escapes. He wants to destroy his oppressors and liberate his people, right? Um but then the protagonist in this case, Ash, you know, is able to show him, hey, we're not all the same. We're not all that bad. We can coexist. And it's a happy ending at the end. But the moment the moment you're talking about is when he gets turned into stone because he's trying to stop the fighting. And that's like the sad part, right? Because you see these these Pokemon that are supposed to be like friendly. They're supposed to be kind, you know, they're fighting to like the death, which is not like a normal thing for Pokemon to do. And yeah, then he gets Pokemon. he gets turned to stone. You see Pikachu cry, which is like you know, that's the ultimate tearjerker, especially if you're, like, nine, right? And, <laughs> it all comes out, it all comes out yeah, it is a good <laughs> moment, though, yeah. It was a uh, culture-defining, for sure. I mean, that's what we were all centered around back then. We yeah, talked we, about that in episode one. Yeah, we did talk about hey, that Leo, then. You know, if this was a, if, if, if we did our podcast the way that Star Wars does their movies, we should be on episode nine first, right, and then go back and do episode one. <laughs> yeah, something like that, something like that. <laughs> No, we're, right, we'll yeah. have to rename this episode 10, so uh, <laughs> and then we'll go back and do episode one. Leo, um, what's yours? All right, so... I'm taking a jab at Star Wars. My, <laughs> my number two movie um, was Spider-Man 2. Uh, Tobey Maguire, directed by Sam Raimi, um, of course, and it's just... I watched. I remember watching Spider-Man, like the first one, I'm sure I, w- I definitely went to the movies before, that, but I remember that being like the first movie that I was just so excited to go to the theater for was the first Spider-Man movie. And then the second one, you know, one of the few sequels that was actually better than the original. Um, it was just amazing. Alfred Molina was great. Um, the story continued perfectly. Um, and you get all the Sam Raisi ridiculousness from, um, from everybody. Um, and then down to like you know the the final like scenes where you know it it just makes you actually feel for Peter Parker and that's why I love about the Sam Raimi movies we get to focus so much on him as Peter Parker and not as much you know of course it does Spider-Man but that's like the main thing that makes me love this superhero and that's why this movie just it's always been my favorite um but and I mean talk about like you know it, it definitely defines it's one of the movies that defines me so yeah yeah i mean i'm glad you mentioned that movie because <laughs> uh i talked about this last week i don't play a lot of story modes right but that's one of the games where i actually passed the entire story mode spider-man 2 is a great game if you haven't played that, that. Game, oh, yeah. um so it's a great movie great game um one thing you mentioned was you know one of the few movies whose sequel was better than their prequel right so it's kind of like star wars the sequels were better than the prequels Episode four through six were much better, you know, the sequels. 
Just kidding, Leo. I know that people hate calling those the sequels. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Jar Jar. Episode one through three are the originals, right? And then four through six are the sequels. Uh, um, no, just another Star Wars joke. But no, yes. Um, <laughs> so I think um, I think we've talked about this before, but Tobey Maguire probably the better, the best of all of them as far as Peter Parker goes, right? Yeah. Um, Spider-Man, I, you can argue that. I don't, I don't really care. They were all very good Spider-Man, in my opinion. I even, I like, uh, I like uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I like uh, Toby's Spider-Man, and I love, you know, the new Spider-Man too. Um, I think they were all very good Spider-Man. I think Spider-Man is more so determined by the plot, and then the the Peter Parker is more so determined by the actor. Because when they're in mm-hmm. Spider-Man suit, I mean, yeah, you can act the voice out right, and you can you can really hone in on on Spider-Man as far as what he yells while he's, you know, web-slinging and whatnot. But the actor has a more, the actor is more important when trying to portray Peter Parker, I feel like, because you have to believe it. Like Andrew Garfield, not an overly uh, believable uh, Peter Parker in my That guy opinion. was too charming. Like, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? <laughs> so, but Tom McGuire's like, oh yeah, that guy's nerdy. Yeah, that guy, you know, he might, he could have a chance with, you know, with, um, oh my God, um, Chris Mary Dunst. Jane. He could Mary have a chance with Mary Jane. I mean, she notices him, but obviously not in that way. Um, and then the new guy, I always forget his name. Tom Holland? Yeah, Tom mm-hmm. Holland. He's British, so he's not spot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but <laughs> he's not. So was Andrew he seems Garfield. very young. He seems yeah. very young. I don't even think, I don't even believe he's in high school. That's how young he looks. Like, so I'm like, eh, he's like, He's not quite there. As, as it's because we grew up watching thirty-year-old men play high school students. <laughs> that's, 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 that's probably true. That's probably true. And then uh, we have we have Miles Morales from uh, Into the Spider Verse, who's digital, but still I mean, probably but, my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay, that's my favorite Spider-Man. I lied. He's the best Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just really cool because he's like a hip kid, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's not that that he's not supposed to be Peter Parker, so that's another cool. That's probably why I prefer his Spider-Man because he's not. But he also has like his own his own problems. So yeah. that's. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't seen Spider Verse, like, what are you doing with your life? So yeah, that, that that's a really on, good. That's a must. Is, it, is it still it's on Netflix? Jordans. We all love him because it's of his still Jordans. somewhere. I'm sure you can Google it and pay, yeah. dish out the six dollars. On Netflix, I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. Yeah, if you, if you, have, any, if you have a net. If you have a Netflix account, go watch it after you watch this podcast. Yep, if you yep. don't, uh, if you don't have a Netflix account, just mooch off with someone like everybody else does. Like, yep. <laughs> For real, <laughs> we, all, we all have the same. Netflix we don't. Account. We don't condone this. <laughs> we don't condone this. Don't condone all right, guys. It, yeah. So we're gonna move into our final movie. So last four movies. This should be the cream of the crop, right? Um, I, again, yeah. mine weren't in any big particular pressure, order, big pressure, JB, but I did save. I did one. save my. I did save my action movie for the end. So far, I've kind of pretty much talked about dramas, not a whole lot of action. So I saved the action movie for the very end, and that's going to be The Departed. Um, oh, yeah. loaded, loaded with actors. You have Robert De Niro, um, not Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholas, yeah. Nicholson. <laughs> I always <laughs> get this to myself. It's Jack Nicholson, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Uh, was the guy that pumps iron? Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Um, oh. So you got all those guys all in the same movie. Um, it's basically a, a classic: the mob versus the police. The trying to find the rat versus trying to find the mole. You know, the rat is obviously the guy that's working for the FBI. That's in the that's in the mob, and then the mole is the guy that works for the FBI, but is in the mob, right? So you have to kind of 
they have they're trying to figure all that out and they both know that they exist but they don't know that they're each other does that make sense like they've seen each other but they have no idea that they're that close like that they're that they've encountered themselves on numerous occasions meanwhile they're trying to figure out who they are uh, so it's really cool because there's a lot of mystery there's a lot of action and then there's action to the very last second literally it closes out the movie with action and it is a what the fuck moment like the <laughs> ultimate what the fuck moment at the very end because you're just like all this shit just happened in five minutes right so there's a whole five minutes at the end that's really crazy but when i tell you to the very last second there is a moment of action and then the movie ends that's exactly how it ends and you're just like and it's not even a cliffhanger because kind of like you said <laughs> right and game they ended yeah. it perfectly yeah. Like there's nothing else that could happen because everything has happened that could possibly happen. There's no, there's nothing left to wonder, and they just close it out like that. And for the very last second, action the entire way. And it's your, I mean, if you like mob movies, if you like action movies, you like shootings, drugs, sex, all that, right? It is rated R, so any kids out there, don't watch it unless you want <laughs> your permission. But uh, if you guys haven't checked that out, the actors are great. They do a phenomenal job. They're young, dude. Like, they're all young. Matt Damon is young. Brad Pitt is young. He had the – I'm not saying Brad Pitt. Leonardo DiCaprio. I said Brad Pitt earlier. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio um, and Matt Damon are both very young. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio still had the uh, the early blonde hair, you know? you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so if you if you like Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor and you haven't watched The Departed, you're you're doing it wrong. Definitely check that out. That's another movie he probably he probably wouldn't have won an Oscar because he wasn't technically the leading actor. But uh, I would be curious. I haven't looked this up to see what awards that movie won because it's really good, really good. And you can watch it many times over and not get tired of it. Oh, no. Alrighty, that's my Peace. last one. All right, so my number one for the top five drum roll, please. Is it a Disney movie? No, it's not Disney. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, ne- next time we should say our top five Disney movies, you know? All right. So, all right. <laughs> um, what's your number one? My number one is Jurassic Park. That That is my, yeah. my number one movie. Um, the reason why I love Jurassic Park is, again, I like... So, there's a couple of reasons I like movies. One reason, you know, there, there's like... um, It's like a... It's great storytelling, just great movies, great fun watches. But the reason why I like Jurassic Park is because they use they. That's when they people the movies were starting to switch from claymation to CGI. Um, Jurassic Park was one of the first to do it. Another one around the same time that was that was doing it was also was um um with Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's that movie? Um, he's Terminator. Movie. Terminator, like Terminator was was another one of those uh first CGI-ish movies that, that went from claymation to CGI. And there is it I I have I have Jurassic Park in on on think Blu-ray or HD and, and they came with like a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. And just to watch like how they made the movie and how they all did this and all this new technology was coming through, it was like mind blowing. <laughs> it was like mind blowing and it was like like great. Um, and that's one reason I I love I just love Jurassic Park. Um, they these guys had a had a I think they were they were Hawaii <laughs> they were in Hawaii shooting yeah. and <laughs> they they were they were in Hawaii shooting it and they went right through a like hurricane 
and they had to stop production and then they had to put production right back up and just continue with the movie. So that's that's one of my favorite movies. And again, it was directed by Steven Spielberg, who's my favorite director. So it's it's just yeah, it's just fun and a, a great movie. And I that's one reason reason why I Jurassic Park is also my all time favorite movie because of a couple of those reasons. Uh, a fun fact about about Jurassic Park, I was I was a uh, in the behind the scenes. Um, to get those uh, to get those uh, perfect uh, uh, rings in the water when the when the Jurassic when the when the T Rex was coming for it, yeah. they said that they had to they they strung a guitar string on the bottom of the car and plucked it, and that's how they got the the perfect rings to go. Oh, to nice. go. It was it was the vibrations. So I'm like, these guys were like going like above and beyond with just like creativity and thinking of how to do these things because a lot of the stuff they were doing was new like a lot of stuff they were doing is new because because acclamation was still a big thing uh back in the I think 80s when 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 it came out so that that that's one of my um big reasons i i like the movie so i love Definitely that movie. a classic and then the the remakes have actually been pretty good the one the first one with uh chris pratt the, the Jurassic World. Jurassic I really World, enjoyed yeah. that one. I haven't seen the second part of that, but it's that still, one was it's, really it's good. good. So, okay. I mean, that it's just kind of tells good. you that the that the premise that which it was built on is solid, right? When you're able to do a remake, or not a remake, but like a follow-up, and it's still mm-hmm. good. Um, you wouldn't think, hey, dinosaurs on an island would be <laughs> would be that intricate, but uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool, right? Also, it's 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 a it's a, it was originally a book. So if you haven't read the book, it's also a really really good book. Nice, more books. Yeah, um, no, no, thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Jurassic Park is actually like it's one of my like honorable mentions. But yeah. real, real quick, I actually never watched the first one until like I was like maybe like 15. I had only ever watched the second one because my parents bought the VHS, and I just watched mm. that, and that's what I thought it was. I never saw the first one, and when I finally saw the first one, I was like. This is what I've been deprived of this whole time. Like this movie is amazing. Yeah, it's great. Oh. It's great. It's great. VHSs and butter tortillas. That was Leo's. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was Leo's childhood. <laughs> hey, I was hey, a bad the, kid, man. I was just sitting down watching movies. That's that. That's 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 not a bad job, man. That's not bad at all. <laughs> Alrighty, Adrian, numero tres. What's your number three movie? Bro, number tres. Number one. Number one. I would literally, this is one of the movies that I would watch every day um, growing up as a kid. And I think mine, every day. mine have all been, yeah, every day. Every day. Me and Leo were just talking about this movie. What did your, what did your tortillas have in it? Uh, man, <laughs> I, I had chips, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I was a chips kid. <laughs> Nothing but Doritos um, and Mountain Dew. Adrian so, had money, uh, money, money. <laughs> so uh, my number one is the Goofy movie. Um, what? Really? The Goofy movie. <laughs> really? Wow. Yes. Bro, we were watching all of the Powerline performances I, the other day. <laughs> yeah, you have no idea. Powerline to me, like, it is amazing. I remember I had a I had a Powerline T-shirt not uh, not so long ago. I don't know where it went, but. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dang. Uh, but yeah, I love I love Goofy, the Goofy movie. Uh, Max is freaking amazing. A bond between a father and a son. 
um, me and my dad would watch it all the time. Like, that was probably something that we bonded over. So it holds a lot of, like, like it's dear to my heart because of that. Like, because of me and my dad. Like, we'd watch it and he'd be like, all right. He's called me Goofy once in a while, so there you go. Yeah, I am. that's because you look like Goofy, not because of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, real, real, real quick, uh, real quick, be, before the pod thing yesterday, Adrian told me that his movies were like out there, and he did not, not disappoint. His movies were out there, out there, top five. <laughs> hey, I told you. I told yeah, you. I, hey, I, I respect them, man. Hey, the Goofy hey, movie. Man. It's it's a great movie. I I think I like the second one a little better, just because um that's when that that that's that's when Max was was going to college, yeah. You know, but 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 I mean they're both they're both really good movies. But you know the Goofy movies is is a great movie. Yeah, I mean you can't part of it part of part of why I like it so much is the the music. The music is so great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like we were jamming out to Powerline the other day. Like literally for like in like almost like an, an hour. hour. Yeah. What, what was it when Max was like, Dad, do the do the perfect cast. The, perfect his, cast, his yeah, the perfect cast. Yeah, you gotta do a perfect cast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, want some like uh some cheese whiz. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude. Oh. The Show, leaning tower leaning of cheese. Uh. Cheese. Uh, oh, that so, was funny. That was an unexpected pick, but a good one uh, nonetheless, Adrian. See, this is what's hey. great about America. Everybody can have an opinion, even if it's wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Thank you. I'm, I'm a, kidding, Adrian. I'm uh, kidding. Go ahead, uh, Leo. What? Let's right. uh, go ahead and sound us off with your last pick, and then we'll we'll take it home. Uh, well, who who's going? Who can guess what my la- other than you? Who can guess what my last pick is? Spider Man One. No, bro. Star Wars Episode Four. Yeah, um, <laughs> he's right. He got it, man. Well, what oh, is it? All right, that's the end of the episode, guys. Uh, <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. We gotta go. <laughs> we um, so it, is it? It's episode four. It's a uh, yeah. It's a new hope. Um, yeah. Star Wars, nineteen seventy-seven. It's. I mean, without that movie, there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't be going on today in cinema. Um, well, it would have probably just would have taken longer. Uh, it started ILM. Um, it's just you know that classic. Um, just just like you said with Rogue One, man. Like if they would have just made that first Star Wars movie, it's a standalone movie. Like it didn't need sequels, it didn't need prequels, it didn't need the sequels, like the actual sequels. Um, but it, uh, yeah, it just kind of defined my childhood because I just love Star Wars always. And then mm-hmm. you know, if y'all have seen my stuff, like I love it. JV bought me a, um, a Luke Skywalker lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber. Uh, a couple Christmases ago so I mean yeah he it's uh definitely my most rewatchable Star Wars movie um you got that classic hero's journey and it, it just you know the acting in it is just great you got that young um Harrison Ford my first crush Carrie Fisher uh all right you're gonna say Harrison Ford yeah, he's, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a, he's a handsome dude. He has a hey, hey Leo, like, I, I, I can't fly car. right now, though. He's, yo, one thing that I know everybody's wondering. <laughs> For real, dude. <laughs> one thing that I'm sure everybody who's listening is wondering is, um, who's your favorite Star Wars character and why is it... Um, Jar Jar Binks? Yeah, why is it Jar Jar Binks? Why is it Jar Jar You read my mind. You read my mind, Ace. <laughs> I mean... Honestly, man, like it, it's it's Han Solo is my favorite character. Um, I know that's very that's very. I mean, if you Gen- say any of the top three, it's generic, be, if you will. Gen- yeah, it's gonna be like cliche, but like 
you know, I just love the fact that he's a regular dude in this world of like, you know, like space mm-hmm. wizards. It's and he's just cool with it, and he can hold his own without having to deal with any of that. He straight up tried to blast Vader in the face, of course. <laughs> But like, yeah. he ain't scared of nobody. No, yeah, that's a good pick. That's oh. a good pick. Definitely a hero in his own regard. Um, I mean, he obviously gets credit. He had his own movie, right? Solo. I I didn't watch it. I don't know if it was good, but uh, I actually enjoyed it, man. People give a shit, but so, I mean, he must was, be popular okay. enough to warrant his own movie. So that's that's um very very good pick there. Uh, not not quite Jar, not quite Jar Jar Binks, but we'll for <laughs> Han Solo. Um. Well, guys, that that does it. That's that's fifteen uh, unique movies. I'm surprised. Twenty yeah. unique movies. I'm surprised we, we didn't. Are, are no we one had any honorable mentions. Props? We didn't double up. Who has some honorable mentions? Real quick, let's do some honorable mentions. I, I have, have many, three. Man. I have a lot. I have a lot. Okay, I have one. Everyone, everyone, everyone give two. How about I can, that? I don't I have any. I can give two. And back, let's do it back to back. Yeah, so just go. Just Dave, run it through like your roll call. I don't have any. Okay, my two are Lord of the Rings, the the two towers, and Catch Me If You Can. Oh, Catch Me If You Can is good. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Adrian, uh, I only got one. Kill Kill Bill, Kill Bill is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just watched them this weekend, and they're they're freaking amazing. Uh, this is first time two. watching the movie. There too. we go. One and two. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're both good. My opinion, they're both good. Go ahead and watch them. It. Uh, quarantine baby that's all i can say all right leo um man just one, two, two three. uh-huh uh <laughs> i'm gonna do three whatever not uh i got fight club uh oh yeah that was that's really close to the sure. list um john wick and the karate kid because we're still going man oh, yeah. i don't know if anyone's watched cobra kai but that show is something else. Man. Leo be doing karate kicks in his room. I hear him all the time. I just I just wanted to put that out there. Guys. Fight Club was actually like really good. I like I like Fight Club out of that list for sure. Um, it's kind of yeah, uh, Fight Fight Club you, was great. Yeah, it, it's a mind. It's kind of a little bit of a mind fuck. But um, it's insane how relevant really that movie good. still is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no credit card debt. I'm just <laughs> Uh, that's what I took uh, away from. It. I don't know about you guys. Credit card debt sucks, yes. right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, something cool. like No, but yeah, I mean, twenty unique movies. That's awesome. That's actually pretty great, guys. That we didn't that yeah. we didn't overlap yeah. at all. Exactly. So no that could be that. That could technically be the catastrophe pods top twenty. You know, um, yeah. we'll put my five at the top and then kind of go from there. Stamp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, if, if you guys feel if you guys listening feel like we left any movies off of our list um uh, let us know in the comments below what your favorite movies are maybe give us your full top five and why even and we might feature you on a future episode um and also if you have any ideas for any uh episodes uh that you'd like us any topics that you'd like us to cover shoot us a message to um castastrophepod at gmail.com again you can leave a comment in the comment section below um, you can also IM us. And where are we on Instagram? Is it also Castastrophe Pod yeah. on Instagram? So you can also uh, DM us on Instagram if you like. Twitter. Same same thing as Twitter, at Castastrophe Pod. We appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the content. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else that you'd like to add. Cool. Mm-hmm. That, that's stay, it for stay, safe. stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah. Practice social distancing. Wash Take your hands. Care. Well, hopefully we'll see you all next time. I'm JV. Uh, I'm Saul. I'm Adrian. And I'm Leo. And this is the Cat's Astrophy Button.